Welcome back, boys and girls. Um, it is show 18, um, and I, it, it's been too long for me to remember where the summer show fits into this. Uh, but it's Carl and Crappy show. It's the last one of the season, uh, hence the name. We're down to one game, so the name, the Natty edition, Carla. Yes. Are, are you? Are, I, it, we're almost finished with the 11th, I know. with the eleventh season. I, uh, well, it's that's crazy on a number of levels um, yes. <laughs> for, for a number of reasons, but <laughs> but yeah, it just kind of feels like it, it's been a weird week. Like there's no football to watch. This uh, yeah. week. Like it's yeah. been real weird. Um, I'm trying to will myself into basketball season and it's just not, it's, it's not happening yet. So um, um, I have, I have a penguins. If you're, if you're watching, you'll notice that I have a penguins hat on. I'm trying to uh, force that transition as well, but um, yeah. I will be in denial for at least a couple of weeks. Um, all-star games. There are all-star games, uh, uh, which I watch because yeah. I am because I am that desperate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, part of the thing that this it's going to be so hard to make the transition is that the last week of bowl season uh, was fantastic. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, you know, especially, and I heard this mentioned more than one place, and and I would have to agree, regardless of of the outcome of the games, um, the the semifinals. I don't I don't recall two semifinal games that were that were that tight, um, that interesting, that much fun in a, in the same year. I think this is this is the year that um, that uh, subsequent years, playoff years are going to have to live up to. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, I 100 I, percent I agree with that as they were happening. Um, you know, uh, haymaker after haymaker after haymaker being thrown in both mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Um you know, to the extent of the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate finish, um, much to your, much to your Ooh. buck's chagrin. But I mm-hmm. mean, like you, you couldn't have asked for that. I mean, the, the, the kick happening literally at the stroke of midnight, like yep. <laughs> yes. you could not have scripted that any better other than maybe that kick having a chance, um, <sighs> you know, it, it, but Gotta like just the little, whole night. Get him a little closer. Yeah. Very true. Just, just a little closer. Yeah, it was. It was what a fifty-two yarder. It, it, it's it, it is a, a tough thing. He's not. It, you know, he, he's a, an experienced kicker. Um, but in that situation, asking a college kicker to to make your your career long. Yeah. Um. Under anyway. that pressure. Yeah. Anyway. Was, but. Um. I, I would. I. Uh, there, uh, there's a lot. There was a lot to digest there. Were, was there a, a a thing or a couple things? Uh, from that, from the big boy bowls, or or from that, just like that last stretch, um, that that uh, that really got your attention. Well, yeah, I mean uh, the same thing that you you led the show with the fact that yeah. those those semifinals were both incredible games. Yeah. Um, I, I will admit I didn't see quite as much of of the um of the first game as I would have liked. Um, mm. I was at a uh, enjoying New Year's Eve with some friends, and we had eleven children under the age of eight. Um. So we didn't, I mean, it was, but it was one of those weird things that like we were sitting in the living room, kids were upstairs, whatever, you know, Ellie was down with us. And, and every time you turned at the TV, somebody had scored. Mm-hmm. Like it was just mm-hmm. one of those like bizarre kind of, it was one of the hardest games to try to keep track of when you were only half watching, because every time you turned and looked like the, the score was different. That would be um, difficult. 
So yeah, I had to go back and like watch like extensive highlights of that game to like really kind of understand what happened. We got home in time to watch the entirety of the Ohio state Georgia game. So, um, so I felt like I had a better um, handle on that game, but that just, that whole day was just spectacular other than Kansas state. Womp. Uh, Yeah. That was the disappointment for me out of the entire week was, you know, and you knew when it happened too when K state did what you were, what you need to do against Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Went for it on fourth and goal. You can't kick field goals and expect to win against Alabama. Yep. Did exactly what you should do. And then Bama goes down and scores in 57 seconds and it's 21 10 at the half. And you knew at that point, it was just like, well, that's probably it for them. Mm-hmm. And it just got uglier from there. So, yeah. um, yeah. Rose Bowl, obviously pleased with the outcome there. Um, what, what, what was the Rose Bowl? What happened there? <laughs> that would be a, a nice win for for my Nittany Lions. I, I I hope Cam Rising is okay. That's the one thing that sucked about that game was that I really would have liked to have seen him two Rose Bowls in a row. In a row, yeah. Uh, and, that's, and your yeah, heart you, just breaks for him. You, you um, do. You feel bad for the kid. Um, and it didn't even look like that bad of a hit. I think huh. it, it just he just got hit awkwardly, and that knee's been bothering him all year. And it, that just it just sucks for him. Um, mm-hmm. and it sucks for fans of college football who would have liked to have seen that game play out. Um, But I mean, obviously, Penn State finding a huge big play offense Mm -hmm. was spectacular. Uh, You know, I'm not sure which was better Singleton's 87 yard run or Clifford's 88 yard pass. Like it was just those two big scoring plays back to back um, for for the Nittany Lions in the second half, put the game away. And I mean, something we really hadn't seen a lot from the uh, Penn State offense all year were the big haymakers like that. Um, So that was kind of fun. I'm not, uh, and by the way, the, the kid who caught the, um, the 88 yard touchdown pass, mm-hmm. uh, Keandre Lambert Smith. Um, yeah, he's a sophomore. Okay. Um, so he'll be back. Um, oh. the, the not football related things that were fun. Um, Sean Clifford's curtain call. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it get better than that to end your college career on a curtain call? Like he was able to have yeah. in the Rose bowl. I mean, that's just, you saw that moment and to see him get so emotional in that moment uh, yeah that was that was very cool to see that was spectacular um, um followed up by the immediate aftermath of that which was sean clifford um chasing around stealthily james franklin with a box of rose petals <laughs> um, sort of stealthily i mean it, <laughs> you gotta I, sean you gotta you just, you just gotta do it i mean i yeah. and i know there's you know a, a, a touchdown scored late and maybe that's not the best time to to douse your head coach with rose petals or Gatorade or, or Mayo or whatever. But, right. um, but yeah, um, we're, we will take his, his performance on the field rather, rather than laud his handling of the rose petals. <laughs> of rose petals. I, I just thought it was funny because the game was in hand at that point and that they spent yeah. so much time following that storyline. I was like, this is incredible. I love yes. this. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to do that. Um other non-storyline another football non-football things. Um Rose Parade. I told you I was just excited about seeing the blue band in the mm-hmm. Rose Parade. Mm-hmm. Um if you can find a video of it, I have not been able to find it. But hmm, try okay. to find a video of the Rose Parade with the Penn State band turning the corner. They that, did the old school ceremonial style corner turn, not the gate turn, which is where everybody shifts and the lines come down. Because when Ohio State's marching band does that, there's this this triangle of people that juts way out to the side and then yep. kind of marches. I don't know which one that is. It's it's very similar to the one that Penn State okay. band executed, and it was okay. done flawlessly. And yeah. as somebody who works or who, who is a marching band nerd has spent nine years of her life in marching band, mm-hmm. that turn is hella hard. yeah it would have to be i mean it's not there's no way to to really do that gracefully 
No, and most try to do the gate turn, which sucks for the people that are on the outside edge because you're essentially running around the turn. Um, (laughs) So, so it was just, and and the the camera was just right. Like they had the overhead camera going when they did Mm -hmm. it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I was cheering from home. I was like, yes, they did the ceremonial turn. So, um, so kudos on that. Um, Okay. Enough non-football stuff. My final football thing was, might be rival, um, might rival the, um, the two playoff games mm-hmm. would be the final four minutes and 30 seconds of the cotton ball. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Tulane. Ah, that's fantastic. Spectacular. Um, spectacular. That was, uh, that was easily my favorite, my favorite game of the, 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 the last stretch of, of games. Um, uh, just an incredible game, incredible performance by the green wave. Um, uh, Lincoln Riley, you might want to figure out some defense before, yeah. before you join the big 10, um, that that's going to be a thing for you in, in a couple of mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but you get, you have a little time to work on that. Uh, Tulane joins, uh, Boise state, Houston and UCF as the, uh, the group of five teams, uh, to win a new Year's six bowl game, uh, since we, uh, since we entered the college playoff football playoff era in 2014 um that that was a, a fantastic performance and um i i, I do have a, a green wave shirt uh, on the way i don't know why i was i was completely i was caught in a weak moment um <laughs> so yeah um uh, other things uh ou this is this is not a big boy bowl game ou beat wyoming i did yes. not watch as pledged i have heard i have heard that it was a really gross misogynistic broadcast um on the on the part of the uh the the tavern furniture sports uh internet site um so i'm glad i didn't have to digest that in person just happy for OU to pick up a win and um and complete a a great killer turnaround season for tim alvin um favorite thing about the peach bowl I mean the the solace in that I that Ohio State should have won, maybe, and, and that they were like in that game the entire way, which uh, I had doubts about entering. They uh, were you know. in control of that game for uh, for three quarters three of it. Quarters. Um, yep. Um, I, I as I said, uh, I I I wanted to see more offense. Um, I, I wanted to, I, the, you felt like the, the foot came off the pedal a little bit in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter. Although you don't know to what degree that was because of the absence of Marvis, Marvin Harrison right. after he got knocked out. Um, certainly without, uh, I, I, I'm not sure that, that having, uh, uh Mayan Williams, Travian Henderson healthy, that, that would probably make some difference. Um, Mayan did get a couple carries in the game. Um, but it felt like there was enough of a running game just to, to, to kind of loosen things up for CJ Stroud. He helped himself in that fashion, um, mm-hmm. which it, I mean, it, it, he's made it clear that is not something he is really comfortable doing, but, um, a, a couple of it, the, the touchdown pass with uh, Marvin Harrison sliding to his knees in the end zone that yeah. came on the end of an unbelievable scramble. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we're talking, uh, you know, about a running quarterback or not, um, it was a hard ending, but I'm not, I, 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 I'm how I feel about that. Um, it turned out to be okay. 
uh and and um you know cj Stroud's performance um i've read stuff since that um said he kind of launched himself into the qb1 slot in the upcoming nfl draft um that which is outstanding for him um there are a lot of what ifs uh a lot of injury kind of things that go man i wish i wish i wish but um and and uh as as we may discuss here in a moment georgia mortable yeah mortable mortable um one thing before we get to that game because that is uh, what we do here on the show we we talk about the upcoming games and there is one more to talk about we shall look back uh as you guys may recall um at the request of uh aiden our, our young friend who joined us on bullapalooza last season we began to tally the results of the Bolapalooza picks, the, the, the folks that we have on, the games that we select. Um, we are through this year's uh, this year's uh, uh, bowl season, so we have finals. Um, and we have a champion. Uh, and and uh, so so this is a, we're we're gonna we're gonna take a moment here and name. The very first, uh, well, not the first. The, the first was Gabby, uh, yes. our friend from Notre Dame, um, who who claimed she knows nothing about college football besides besides the Fighting Irish, which um, you know we're all still calling BS on her. Uh, this year, however, the title goes to the one of us who is still officially involved with college football. Here are your totals: Kelly, two wins; Crappy and Gabby. Three wins. Carla and AJ, you guys got four apiece. And mostly because he was the only one of us to pick Louisville in the Fenway Bowl, which I think <laughs> was the game that he wanted to talk about, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was. Jake Rose with five. Woo! Um, so uh, Jake is the uh, the 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 champion of the uh what I'm calling the second annual uh Bolapalooza Bonanza. <laughs> Um, I have looked, and I I, th- I don't remember if I mentioned this on the show or if we were afterwards or, or what it was. I, I was going to like find old trophies to to um, send to these people with you know little signs on it that say you were the you were the, yes. the you know the the twenty twenty two champions. And looking around at the thrift stores that I have easy access to, I'm not seeing a lot of old trophies. Hmm. What I am seeing, what I am seeing, is a glut of old Pittsburgh Pirates bobbleheads. <laughs> <laughs> so uh just as an example uh gabby and jake uh if, if you guys are watching you can you can look for your respective uh bolapalooza bonanza trophies kind of like this one this is uh zach duke from the the mid aughts brought to you by southwest <laughs> airlines um i vaguely remember him so uh, you know <laughs> Um, but we ha- we have a couple of those. Um, you guys will be getting those uh, in the mail very very soon. Gabby, of course, you- you're getting your rec- recognition because I just thought of the trophy thing this year. Uh, you're getting yours a-, a year late, Jake. Um, congratulations, you are the reigning Bolapalooza Bonanza champion. Congratulations, Jake. And uh, yeah, absolutely, congratulations. Um, you can look forward to to Zach Duke or somebody in your your mailbox. <laughs> very very soon that's fabulous i i think uh, yeah i it, it works for me on on many many levels so <laughs> um, also the fact that they're pirates which is kind of you know like the I, the epitome of what bullapalooza is all about really <laughs> yeah i think yeah you're right you're right there are there are there are a lot of parallels there and i i am um i'm i'm good with this um 
the thing that we do on the Carlin Crappy Show, as I mentioned, is that we pick games. And there's mm-hmm. one more game. Um, just one more game, in fact, uh, if we're not counting the uh, the one uh, AA title game, which is Sunday. And, and you sh- should absolutely watch that because yeah. because um, mm-hmm. that's followed up on seven at 730 p.m. on Monday, January 9th on ESPN from lovely, shiny, brand new SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. It is the number three TCU Horny Toads who arrived in the game uh, by beating Michigan on New Year's Eve uh, versus your number one Georgia Lucky Dogs um, who who snuck past my Buckeyes uh, in the in the late game on New Year's Eve. Georgia is favored by 12 and a half points. There's an AJ Fund index of what, what seems to be a fairly standard uh, 62 and a half. I don't know if that's like the starting point for these games, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure when we did the, the big boy show last week that there were there were a number of 62 and a half or or there 63s and 61. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. Um Carla. Uh is uh is it the Death Star? Is it the team of destiny? How how how's this gonna go? So several things that I picked up from watching replays and reading analysis out of, out of the two semifinal games. Um, the story that we all saw unfold in the peach bowl, right. Was that Georgia is the, is number 11 in the nation in total defense, Mm -hmm. but they're not in the top 50 in pass defense. And we Mm -hmm. saw that Mm -hmm. we saw that in the peach bowl. Um, Ohio state was able to move the ball for the most part at will. Mm -hmm through that game until the fourth quarter. Um, This is a TCU offense that puts up similar numbers to Ohio State on offense. And I would argue that entering this game, they have more confidence, (laughs) right? Because they've just come off of a huge win, whereas Ohio State was entering the playoff coming off of a loss that was very demoralizing after a rivalry loss and people were questioning whether or not they really deserve to be in the playoff and right. To say the least. So it took them, I mean, it took them a little bit to kind of get their offensive rhythm, but once they did, they did. I don't think TCU is going to have that same problem. What did they do against Michigan? They jumped out to a 14, nothing lead. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Horny toads are a huge underdog in this game. Again, again, <laughs> right um and, and Ohio state was uh underdog by six i believe yeah um so you know the, the 12 and a half point spread there that 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 shows you the difference pretty clearly yeah but the horny toads put up nearly 500 yards of offense in the festival and they forced michigan into uncharacteristic mistakes and three turnovers mm-hmm. including two pick sixes and from what i can tell michigan i believe only had seven turnovers the entire season up to that point mm-hmm. and the horny toads forced three in a single game mm-hmm. the tcu defensive front was able to get the mccarthy yeah and we saw him under pressure all game um running back amari de mercado was able to rack up 150 yards on the ground against the number seven rush defense in the country mm. all things that nobody predicted coming into this game right right Go back to the Peach Bowl. Georgia pulled rabbit from TCU's hat and found a way to win the game. Right. And we've seen that. And the dogs have the top run defense in the nation, um, which we saw. And that played a role. Um, forced Ohio State to really rely a little bit more on CJ Stroud than in the passing game. 
than they probably would have liked. Yeah. Um, but they still almost won the game. Mm-hmm. Here's the key difference here. TCU put up more yards on the ground than in the air against Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work against Georgia. It's not. So Max Max Duggan, Heisman runner-up, it's up to you. If TCU <laughs> can subsist going past first, the Horny Toads can absolutely win this game. Mm-hmm. Either way, 12 and a half, stupid. Um, <laughs> if it comes anywhere yeah. close to the two semifinals, we're in for a great closing night of the season. Yep. TCU has found ways to win all season long, but that run defense... TCU really needs the ground game to get their offense going. They've shown that time and time again. Yes, TCU knows how to win close games, but if TCU can't get a ground game going, I think that run defense is going to be the difference here. This game is super close. I hope it comes down to a final possession game, but I think I'm taking the defending national champions to complete the rare repeat. Yep. I would love dun, to see TCU pull this dun, off. Dun, 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 dun. So, I, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what did Georgia struggle with against Ohio State? Um, just stopping Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, until right. they knocked him out of the game. Um, they they uh, they couldn't consistently pressure CJ Stroud. Uh, there, yeah, we the Ohio State gave a couple sacks, but but CJ scrambled just enough. And there was just enough of a running game um, to, to, to kind of keep Georgia's defense uh, off balance a little bit. Um, and then a, a lot of touches for a lot of players. Uh, the, the, the ball got spread around all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah. Um, and that's a, and that's a, a, you know, if that combined with clever, uh, clever play calling um, that's, that'll keep a good defense off balance, particularly one that's not as solid against the pass. Um how does this translate for TCU? Uh, it would be a stretch to say that that like a Quentin Johnson is as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. But he's but he's good. I mean, and he is he's like SEC good. Um, he is as good as uh, I I I would say he's as good as anyone that Georgia has faced so far this season. You know, maybe with the, that one previous exception. Um, Max Dugan is comfortable running. C.J. Stroud is not. Um, good point. It, it, it being able to evade uh george's pass rush um being able to to make that a consistent part of your running game and we you know we always harp on quarterbacks who are or the team's leading rushers um and that's happened with tcu once or twice this season but it's not it's not like they don't they they have no running game besides him um but it's especially important for him to be able to move and create uh, and, and to kind of keep that pressure off of him. That is that is a strength for Georgia. And, and Ohio State was largely able to deal with that uh, through through most of the game anyway. Um, here's a cool thing. Uh, there were, for the season, Ohio State had five guys uh, with 10 or more receptions. A little misleading because uh, Harrison and uh, Emeka Ibuka uh, got the bulk of those. They were both, they both had uh, 70 plus catches during the season. TCU had 10 or more people. Uh, with ten or more receptions, hmm. um, and I'm 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 thinking about the passing game because Georgia's defense that 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 is if there is a place where they struggle that is it, right? Um, so that that's that experience. Um, I, I think that that gives 
uh, Sonny Dykes and, and the, the Horny Toads uh, at, at least s- some comfort in, in targeting a lot of different people, um, you know, and, and you, again, you create that thing. Where, where, where's the ball going? Um, there, there aren't, there aren't necessarily superstars, uh, who are, you know, you're going to, you're going to go to every time. Um, TCU's defense. I, I mean, that, that Michigan still scored. Uh, and you mentioned how opportunistic the, the, the horny toads were, um, with, with the pick sixes. Um, but there, there were timely stops, um, both sides of the ball. TCU handled Michigan's physicality really well. Um, um, the Michigan's quarterback at some point said, you know, the plan was we're going to, we're going to get to this point in the game and then we're just going to big 10 them. Well, (laughs) that didn't go well. (laughs) Um, and, and so TCU was able to deal with that. And and, and in fact, they handled it better than, than Ohio state did at the end of November. Um, TCU is not going to beat Georgia with defense either. But you know, this is a situation that that the offense uh, is capable of being prolific, um, particularly if you know if they can if they can run the ball enough, um, if Max Dugan can can use his legs to to keep the pressure off of him, um, and then you know they 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 start throwing a little bit, spreading it out to different different people to to you know all ten of those guys who who are used to seeing the ball coming their way. Um, they, they really only, they need some speed bumps. They don't need, they don't need a world beating defense, uh, to beat Georgia. They, they, they just need to get, uh, you know, a a turnover here or there. They need to get uh, a stop here or there. Um, and they can still be in the game. Final thing. Um, last year it felt like, uh, it was George's year, uh, and and in particular with Stetson Bennett's year. Um, yeah, and we've 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 talked about him and his his story over and over and over and over again. Um, this year, even with the loss in the in the in the Big Twelve title game, this still feels like TCU's year. Uh, this team with that anomaly, this team knows how to win yeah um and they do it in games where they probably shouldn't um they they've they've they i mean you know tcu shouldn't in in if you're looking at broad college football theory tcu shouldn't be beating texas on the road right mm-hmm. um you know the the games that they pulled out uh, in the fourth quarter are, are games that they should have lost these guys um the coaching staff and the players have figured out here's here's how we do it this is this is we we, we know how to make this work and I think that's the that is the final thing TCU feels like this year's team of destiny um so I am I'm expecting a tight game. I'm expecting something on par with with the semifinal games. It, it, it's going to be fun, uh, whether or not you you're involved with uh, one of these teams. Um, I'm TCU is going to win this. Um, that's that is that is the team of destiny for 2022, and they will close it out as they should. Um, let's see. We'll do the read. No, we're not going to do the read. We're going to go to our final things 
which is a look ahead to 2023. Um, and, and I posed a couple questions that we're both going to answer. Um, the questions are, what are you most looking forward to in the 2023 season for your team? And Carlo, that could be Penn State or Middle or, or any other team that you pick. Um, and for college football in general. Uh, and I'm going to let you go first. What are you, uh, what are you looking forward to the most? Um, so for the, the t- I, I, when you sent me that prompt a little earlier, I, I immediately went to Penn state just because, you know, recent memory. Right. Yes. Um, and to me, the, mo- the thing I'm most excited about is what does all this young talent mean in happy Valley? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you got the two to have a quarterback who's in his twenties. I mean, that would be a cool thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but to have a quarterback that's so highly touted and has yeah. shown moments this season and the limited action that he saw on the field, um, has shown moments of potentially being one of the next great big 10 quarterbacks mm-hmm. um, and young, and you've got two young, you know, the running backs in, in Robinson and Allen, um, the receivers that I've mentioned that are still just sophomores. Um, I am excited to see if, if, if Penn state can finally have an offense to match what is traditionally a good defensive squad. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, and you're losing some talent off of that defense for sure. Um, but it, it, it will be fun to see if Penn state can finally stop being little, little brother in the big 10 East, mm-hmm. um, behind Ohio state and Michigan. And, you know, can, can we make a run at a division title? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm most excited about for, for my team. Do you want me to do the college football in general or, mm-hmm. um, um, let me do my team. Let me do yeah, my team, do and, then we'll, team. and then we'll go back and we'll go back. Um, uh, naturally, I'm I'm uh, looking at Ohio State, and naturally, my questions are the similar. Although I, I'm 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 focusing on one position, C.J. Stroud uh, will enter the draft. Uh, that is that is a um, that is a foregone conclusion. Although he has not announced uh, as such yet. Um, so, how do you replace him? Well, there are a couple guys, and uh, it's 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 intriguing. Um, I, I, there's we're not it's not as dire as you as you might think marvin harrison jr is back okay um jackson smith the jigba is already has uh has committed to the draft but um harrison is back uh not draft eligible yet um trevion henderson uh also not draft eligible yet so he he's going to be back you hope those guys are uh both healthy mm-hmm. um so there are tools to work with uh kyle mccord uh was qb2 this season he's been in the program for a couple of years um he has a, a decent amount of, of playing time um in, in mop up although he has a start uh against akron uh earlier this uh earlier this this season um and has has looked uh, good um he's you know he's he's not working with the ones when he gets into the game so it, it's hard to to, to kind of always figure out how that's how he's going to fit in there um but he's looked solid uh has solid numbers um devin brown really intriguing guy uh, uh just uh, finishing up his first year in eligibility i don't recall if he got on the field at all this season um apparently he's he has looked great uh, towards the end of this season and in bowl practices i know he was uh, a couple of people wrote that they were kind of turning heads when when uh, watching him uh when when ohio state was uh, holding their open practice prior to the peach bowl um interesting thing about him is uh besides his arm he has the kind of running ability that uh, recent ohio state coaches um have appreciated especially urban have appreciated so that you get you figure there's there's an advantage there but cord um 
can't is mobile, but I not again, not to that degree. He's he's more kind of in the, the CJ Stroud mold. Um, the thing about McCourt, uh, and I didn't I didn't realize this until fairly recently. He was Marvin Harrison Jr.'s quarterback in high school. Hmm. hmm. Um this 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 doesn't I'm, this is not meant to say like Marvin Harrison Jr. gets to approve who the starting quarterback is, but you gotta assume if he has that kind of comfort level with with one guy in that kind of history, um I maybe you don't see as much of a letdown at at starting quarterback as you as you think. So um potential quarterback battle there. Um, but given experience and, and given that connection, um, I, I assume Kyle McCord starts the the competition um with a, a significant uh with a significant head start so uh for college football more broadly what do you want to see in 2023 so is it masochistic to say the big 10 west <laughs> uh, no 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 but i mean seriously right um Wisconsin's making huge moves right now. Luke Fickle, uh-huh. they signed SMU transfer quarterback Tanner Mordecai. Um, as AJ has pointed out to us privately, um, a Texas QB with an offensive coordinator that runs the air raid. Um, interesting. Folks, folks in Wisconsin are not going to have any idea what they're seeing on the field. Exactly. <laughs> Fall. They're gonna. They're Badgers gonna. Fans. They're all gonna become. They're all gonna become Illinois fans because it's like that's where that's where their football will be played. Right. Yeah. As a Badgers oh. fans, I want to introduce you to this thing called offense um (laughs) (laughs) it's fascinating you're going to love it um Uh, you will you i promise you you will it's 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 an adjustment but you're you're gonna have fun you're gonna have fun um matt rule nebraska Purdue stealing burt's defensive coordinator ryan walters as as their head coach while burt's you know as we've said all year low-key building something at shambana Uh um really intriguing big 10 west potentially setting up for 2023 so that's going to be really fun to watch um another thing that's also potentially going to be really fun to watch pac 12 offenses um Mm -hmm. bo nicks michael Penix jr caleb williams all coming back to the pac 12 then you throw dju at oregon state into the mix um and suddenly the pac 12 quarterback situation could be entertaining as all get out. AJ, I'm jealous. I'm gonna have to figure out a way to stay up to oh. watch some Pac-12 football next year because it's gonna get points as heck and gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and the final thing I'm looking forward to next year is mm-hmm. just simply enjoying college football life as we know it. Mm-hmm. It's the last year of a lot of things. Um, because yeah, the college so football true. world changes dramatically in 2024. Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and we get a 12-team playoff all happening in the 2024-2025 season. So um, so 23-24 is really kind of the end of college football as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, could be in a lot more ways. We'll see what happens during the offseason. I guarantee we will end up doing a show about something in July because oh, absolutely. absolutely something will happen um inevitably so um so yeah I'm just gonna kind of milk it and enjoy it for for one more year um before we get this whole new world and it's gonna be fun too it's just mm-hmm. gonna be different mm-hmm. so true that's what I'm looking forward to true okay okay I I I, I had written down Wisconsin um with with Mordecai coming there uh the the juxtaposition is is going to be so interesting um because the what Wisconsin people are accustomed to seeing is down in uh is down in in uh, Champaign Urbana, 
Um, and what they're going to see, presumably, um, is something that I, well, I mean, the whole Big Ten West doesn't really doesn't really see it. Um, I, so that's that's going to be an interesting contrast. I'm not sure. Um, I'm I'm going to be super happy about the change when it happens <laughs> because um, that that certainly becomes a, a a more difficult thing to 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 deal with, but. We will see how it goes. Uh, my main thing, of course, is Michigan. And and for a, a couple of reasons that may or may not be related. Um, story broke today. Michigan is under an NCAA investigation. Uh, it, the, it, apparently there are, are serious charges involved here. Um, they will be revealed by the university and by the NCAA soon. They did not give, they did not assign a rating. I think the NCAA does like uh, one through five with one being the most serious down to. So I, we don't know like at that, at that granular level, uh, what we're talking about here. Um, I think I was not aware of until I, I read this. There's a, a recently passed um, NCAA rule that makes head coaches uh responsible for things that happen in the program whether or not they know it happened um i am on the record as as saying that ncaa division one head coaches know period um i i i suspect that's that is kind of what this rule is getting at because you don't get to be the coach of a major college football program if you don't know what's going on with your program. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Tressel famously said, both in Youngstown State and Ohio State, it was like, well, I didn't know that those things were going on. And like, Jim, come on. You you are a control freak of of the highest order. You you knew. Yeah. You knew. Um, anyway, so there's possibility that uh that Michigan's head coach could face uh, personal sanctions in addition to whatever sanctions his program faces. Hmm. That comes along with the idea that for the second year in a row of Jim Harbaugh is entertaining offers from the NFL difference last year, he was open about it. He, he told uh, his team, he told the athletic director, he said, I am, Going to be exploring my options in the uh, in in the NFL again. I, I'm being upfront, transparent. I want you guys to know. Um, the upshot of that was he had interviews with the uh, Vikings, I believe, and was not did not get a job offer. All the reporting says that that Harbaugh is is entertaining offers from the NFL again. Um, Denver uh, is believed to have made an offer. Um, Indy is interested. I think there was one other program that was that was interested in him. One other program, one other team is interested in. Um, the difference this time, Harbaugh has not discussed any of this publicly. Um, it, I mean, there there are people who who know Michigan's program well who said that you know he will go back to the NFL. At the first opportunity, and they've been saying that every year that he since he he left the 49ers and and uh and and returned to Ann Arbor. Um, so you 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 take that with a grain of salt, but apparently there is um there is a strong possibility, and I and I've I've read this more in more than one place that if if he gets an offer that he likes, he will go. 
I don't understand it. I don't know if um, there's like an ego slash sibling rivalry slash rivalry slash we never could say the word rivalry properly. So <laughs> and I still yeah. can't. Um, you know, John has a Super Bowl trophy. I don't, I need one of those. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. Um, it's baffling to me. I mean, if he were to win a national title at Michigan, he he would be immortal. I mean, mm-hmm. and and if he goes to the NFL, if he goes back to the NFL now, I mean, I I can't. I'm 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 not a Michigan fan. I'm not I'm not really qualified to to make judgments about you know how those folks should react. But I'm I'm going to anyway. And I I would I I, I he's just if he leaves now, you know. He's he's just another he's another Brady Hoke, you know. He he he's another transient coach, um, who's gonna leave a, a really talented Michigan team in a bind in 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 a position where they got to start over. Um, mm-hmm. I don't so. Um, I have a vested interest this interest in this as an Ohio State fan, obviously. Um. I am I am fascinated about uh, how this would work and what the dynamics would be as a Big Ten fan, um, and as a college football fan, I'm I I find it kind of annoying actually. Um, I, I'm not going to be sad if Jim Harbaugh leaves Ann Arbor, but uh, why? Why? Mm-hmm. You would have literally everything you need. Um. At, at the program where you play, your family grew up with this program. You played college football there for Bo Schembechler. You have modeled yourself down to the freaking sunglasses and chewing gum and what you wear on the sidelines after Bo Schembechler. Why would you leave? I don't get it. So I am, I may not have to wait till the 2023 season. Uh, to find out how that's going to go, I that that could that could be something we find out next week. I'm eh, we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, that is uh, my much too long uh, dissertation on what's going on with the head coaching job at Michigan and our friend Jimmy Harbaugh. Boys and girls, the final read of the 2022 season. You can hear the <laughs> Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube or the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Um, be sure to come back probably next summer, I would think. Um, I kind of like the tradition of the uh, of the summertime uh, of the, the the summertime show where we we uh, get kind of caught up on everything and get ready for the season to come. Uh, so be sure to come back in the summer. We'll ping you. I mean, th- there will be a show, I would imagine. And then t- t- season 12, right? Season 12. <laughs> it's a dozen. Um, uh, yeah, remarkable. It's a lot. It's, it is It is a lot. But um, again, I I there are absolutely no reasons not to to keep doing this so yep why not why not why not uh carla it was uh, great having you for a whole a whole year that was awesome <laughs> i know it's the first time in what a couple of years that that's happened? I, I i was the one who had to miss a show or two this year and uh so i, I appreciate you guys take it you and aj uh, taking up the slack for that um gotta thank aj 
uh, for yes. everything that he does for us. Um, watches the shows that we don't have the uh, energy to. Keeps us <laughs> informed in that in that part of the college football world. Um, and he, he, I mean, he digs into the stuff uh, way deeper than either of us do. So having yes. his perspective is fantastic. Um, our Bolapalooza guests uh, are, are, were, were awesome as always. Um, we're going to just, we're, I, I, we're going to keep inviting everybody that we can think of and whoever shows up, you know, we're, yep. we're going to have, we're going to have some fun. And now, and now trophies, there are trophies, trophies people. Um, you too can have an ancient Pittsburgh Pirates bobblehead. <laughs> purchased at a thrift store for three, for $3. <laughs> Slightly used condition, but with box, but with the box. Ooh. Um, and then Carla, I mean, thank you. This is, I, I did. This is one of the fun things of of college football season and i i never when we started this i didn't know it was going to turn out like this it was just yeah. kind of a, a, a interesting diversion um for uh for draft day suit but um but yeah it, it it has been fantastic and i i i would not change any of the 11 years and i if i'm still able to speak this fall let's do season 12 <laughs> i'm in Okay. Yep. The same, same thing. It's, it's remarkable that it's been this long and that, um, we've, we learn more about the game every year, even though it used to, it used to be someday, my job, you know, someday, someday we're going to know what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, AJ knows what he's talking about. Carla knows what she's talking about. I'm, I have my narrow little box that I occasionally wander out of. Um, Hey, even I couldn't have predicted TCU's three three five defense working the way that it did. <laughs> true, true. Um, I'm not sure that AJ would have done that either, but um, he might correct me on that. We'll see. Um, guys, also thanking thanking you, yes, uh, for watching and for listening. Uh, as we always do, we really appreciate it. Um, uh, the the tens of you who uh who are with us regularly um to make all of this worthwhile and uh uh when i when i hear from uh friends who listen to the show or when i hear from friends who are griping at me because the show is late being published <laughs> I, it's it's it warms my heart <laughs> even though you guys are being cranky with me so fine whatever um <laughs> it means it, it means that you're you're anticipating you're listening and that's fantastic uh basketball season or hockey season hockey or season, golf i like watching golf um i'm i'm a, i'm an old white dude i love watching golf so that's <laughs> um looking forward to that um one double a title game is sunday uh the big natty is monday night there are all-star games there's the nfl if you want uh so the draft guys, is fun the draft is fun the draft is fun um so guys uh, I hope you weather the transition well. Um, thank you for again for watching for listening. Cheers to you. Mm -hmm. Cheers to AJ. Yes. Cheers to our Bola Palooza guests and Char Carla. Cheers to especially to you. And cheers to you. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great off season. Um, we'll see you back here in the summer. Guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs>